It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is Scott Toyguru Nightlick, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Hey, this is Scott Toyguru Nightlick, and you're listening to ToyCast. So swears, Skeletor! And now, ToyCast. Oh, yes. Listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to ToyCast. This is episode 156. I'm, of course, TFG and Mike Jarmy. As always, Josh the Floor Burger. Hello, sir. Hello. That was a very, I have to use the word because it's a good word, mm-hmm. bombastic open you had there. Yes, yes. I, I always try to elevate my voice to talk like this all of the time. Not really, no. I, I only do that when I go to the dentist. Yeah, well, uh, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> uh, so we're here for another display case. Don't touch! What do you got this week, Josh? So I'm going to be looking at a 1989 vintage, I guess we can call it vintage, Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Genghis Frog. In 2029, the franchise will be 40, though this toy will be 40 years old. So, yeah, we are way past vintage at this point. <laughs> and let's just put that in a, a brief perspective, really, really quickly. <laughs> so, in just shy of seven years, uh-huh. just shy of seven years, it'll be 40 years old. Yeah. So, it was 33 years old. No, wait. Sorry. Hold on. So it's been 30, the, the figure right now is 33 years old. So the figure is 33 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do the math in my head. And 33 years old. So when this figure came out in 1989, that was 1956. Mm-hmm. So just think of the fact that in 1989, 33 years before that was 1956. America was just coming out of World War II. Korean War, I think, was starting up. And I'm saying that as a history teacher, and I'm sure I probably got that wrong. So we might have a new edit point if I got that wrong. But Korean War. Nope. Oh, it was over in 53. All right. Let's just forget everything I just said. And can you can you edit all that out so I don't look terrible? Could, could, could you? Could. I'm not saying a goddamn thing. I am not a history teacher, folks. <laughs> I'll never make fun of Pops again if you can edit that out. <laughs> hey, I was nice in the last episode. Yeah, I'll be nice yeah, again uh, today. Whatever. I'm not saying didn't say anything. Yes, I'll Okay, yes. okay. 
So, I mean, if you just think about the, the length of time. So if you showed me a toy from 1956 or whatever, and in, in 1989, if you said, here, play with this toy mm-hmm. from 1956, I probably would have looked at it like this is not something in, I'm interested in. It was probably a tin toy or some weird plastic or so, th- there wasn't any really licensed toys. It was, yeah, it was cars, it was science kits an and or a matchbox yeah. car or something like that. Yeah. And I, and I say matchbox and I'm probably getting that wrong. So yeah. So when we're talking about figures from 30 years, I mean, think about any point in time that you ever play with toys, would you actually be interested in or care about a toy from 30 years, especially when you're a kid, like it's not very common, but when I'm looking at some of these vintage Ninja Turtles and how well they still hold up, this is one of the first, uh, this is the second series of Ninja Turtles figures that came out Mm -hmm. in, uh, the set. And this was the first expansion on the original 10 back. So the original 10 back had the four turtles, splinter, April, bebop, shredder, Foot Soldier and Rocksteady. Yep. So in 89, in this next series, they release Ace Duck, Genghis Frog, Krang, and Baxter Stockman. So you have more... Uh, you have three mutants and one Dimension X Betty that came out. Mm-hmm. And when I was... Oh, wow, I was five. I was five when this came out. Five or six. Hang on, I just dropped it. And let's be mindful that it's still in the package. So good thing I dropped it, right? <laughs> let's hope that bubble didn't burst. Uh, well, and here's the, I'll get to the story behind how I got this figure. So this was one of my original favorite figures because it sort of touched on a lot of the cool things I liked about toys when I was a kid. It had some very unique colors. It didn't have any action features, which is very important to me. Tons of cool accessories from this weird gun with like a tongue in it. He had grenades that could fit in a belt that he could wear and you could take off. So you have this functional accessory. He had a surfboard that he could actually use on his foot, but hold it as a shield. Mm -hmm. And he had sunglasses. So he had functional accessories and accessories that could be used in multiple ways. And he was in scale to the other turtles, but he was a new character. So he was everything I liked. And I can't remember how I got him. I do remember having him. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember how I got him. Okay. I, I have no memory of it. Probably a birthday, Christmas, something like that. But he also came out the same time as Baxter Stockman, who is a horrifying figure, if you look at him up close. Yes, yes, he is. I had, Krang, we, I had good old Kr- Baxter. Yep. Yeah, and I, I still have his vintage version. I, I haven't ever updated that figure. The, the Super 7 version looks amazing. I just can't do it. And Krang came out at this time. Very, very cool. And this was just, at the time, everything I loved about the 80s, like the surf stuff. I think it was right around the time my family was getting ready to move from Chicago to Long Grove. And the figure still, I think, holds up very well. It's it's honestly, most of the details on it are painted, which if you know anything about Playmates and Ninja Turtles figures, you'll get a ton of sculpted details on a figure. Mm-hmm. And they don't get painted. So if you look at some of the later ones, I'm eyeballing my sewer spitting Michelangelo. I don't remember what year that was from. I can find out in just a moment if I can multitask. Yes. But this, but there's so many details on that figure that 
do not even get touched. They get zero paint, not even a lazy paint app. They get no paint apps on so many different parts that needed something. Right. And wow, I really can't find it. Oh, Sewer Spinning Turtles. Okay, so this was no year given. 92. So just like two years later, they started cutting a lot of the paint apps, but it, that doesn't mean they were lagging yeah. paint apps. It just, they started not painting a whole bunch of different pieces on accessories and everything. But this one, with the exception of maybe the gun, nothing else really needed a ton of paints. Right. So he's got yellow details on his chain and his shirt. Everything's painted that needs to be painted. And it's just a fun figure. And at the time it, it wasn't because it wasn't strictly a ninja figure. It was a frog in a eighties sort of surf shirt. It could go with anything you had at that time and it would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, there other than the packaging, if somebody just found this in a dollar store type bin or a flea market bin Without, like, if you just found this figure loose, like, let's just say no accessories, but let's just say you found him loose, he could be with it. You you would not know that Genghis Frog, first of all, you wouldn't know his name. Second of all, you would not know that Genghis Frog was part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toy line. You know, so so there's that. So, yeah, I mean, technically, he could be a surf dude frog for anybody. I mean, he could be Kermit's cousin from the beach or something. Yeah, and it's sort of, even though Toxic Crusaders came out a couple years later, if you look at Toxic Crusaders by comparison, which also had some very interesting choices and in, in paint applications, the Genghis frog itself could fit in with them, because most people I've talked to completely forgot that to- Toxic Crusaders were not part of Ninja Turtles. They're both playmates, both a lot of the same designers. So a lot of people just had them together. They don't even realize they're different. Yeah. But you could put Genghis Frog with anybody at that scale. You could even put him as a weird ally to Bucky O'Hare, even though it's a different company, that he would still fit. Yep. Uh, Street Sharks, still would fit, even though the Street Sharks were six or seven years later. Yeah. Still would fit. But I mean, again, it you know, at this point, nearly thirty something, forty something years later, with people like yourself and like me and like anybody else who are having, like you have, for those that haven't figured it out by now by listening to this podcast, Josh has a massive toy display in his office, and he does various different sections of his display and and things like that, and and all that and everything else, and you can put them with whatever. And it doesn't matter what company the toys are from now. No. And so this was an opportunity that I wanted to use to talk about the super seven updates of all the playmates figures. Mm-hmm. And I, have you been following that at all? No. So playmates has been putting out some, not playmates, excuse me, super seven, super seven has been putting out some amazing, Playmates updates, some really cool stuff and really updating some of these older figures and a lot of some of my favorites. And I remember being very torn of, do I want to go down this rabbit hole? But because of the the cost of the super seven and the slow rate that they come out, 
I would be massively concerned of pre-ordering a couple and then five or six all hit at the same time. And I, you have to pay those right on the spot. It's like, no, no, no. I don't want to pay for six, seven, eight figures all at once. Please don't do that to me. Right. And I just want to say this here because this is just what I like to it, – it's in regards to what you're saying. Most companies are like that where they'll be like, you can pre-order it now and you can pay us when it ships. My buddy Wes, who has his own popping off store in his in Nashville, Tennessee, it's popping off toys. He takes your money when you pre-order. As soon as you pre-order, that's when the money's taken. So you don't have to worry about down the line. Like, say I'm pre-ordering the Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi three-pack bundle of, of Funko Pop figures. I've already paid for that because I pre-ordered it when it originally listed a month, two months, three months, four months ago. And recently, even though this podcast will be out way later than when this is actually happening, as of this recording, I just got a shipping notice from Wes saying, hey... Part of your order is on the way. And I'm like, oh, good. Toys that I've already paid for that I don't have yeah. to worry. So so I understand why most companies, most sellers do the pre-order process the way they do. So you don't have to pay for it right then and there. I get that. I understand that. But I'm for me personally, if I want to buy something – I want it as soon as I can possibly get it, and I want that money gone so I know it's gone. And I, and I, I mean? to- yeah, and I totally understand that. And Super Seven has, if you buy directly from Super Seven, I think they do charge you up front. If you pre-order from other sites, they don't. So right. something like Big Bad Toy Store, which is going to order high volume, yeah. However, they work their their company model, they can they can manage it, but. I really like Genghis Frog. I really like these updates. Obviously, the biggest thing for me right now, and we talked a little bit off air, like it, it's just not, it's such a cool line. And I've heard so many people say that if you're a total collector, if you're a figure collector, whatever, the, the Super 7 line is a must get. And I'm, I wish I could say, yes, I believe that. But they're also not my scale. So I try very, very hard if I'm going to be getting any figures to keep them in a stale. Keep them in a stale. I talk well today. I did that right. I did that right. It's it's more that the figures themselves are not in a scale that's adaptable to many others I have, and that's really what it came down to beyond the price. Like the price, like, okay, I'll go sell some stuff, do some extra work, try to figure it out, find a way, you know, wait for sales, whatever. But they just, they don't fit. And I've seen enough comparison pictures that I wouldn't be able to put them with anything except Masters of the Universe Classics. That's that's a fun crossover, but not one I really need to do. (laughs) But they don't fit with anything else besides themselves. Yeah. And for the record, I am on Super 7's website looking at their FAQ and they do charge immediately for pre-orders. So they do not they they are not like Big Bag Toy Store where they will charge once it's available or uh, Amazon does this. Amazon pre-orders, you don't pay up front, you pay when it ships. 
kind of thing on anything, not just toys, but on anything. I think Walmart's like that too, but but Super 7 does take pavement immediately. And, and again, that's fine. I mean, that's... Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. And my only... This is nothing. This is not a complaint about Super 7 at all. No. It, it's just... The, the scale is not where I want it to be, and the price point is just unrealistic for me where I'm at. The cool thing is, though, if you compare the Super 7 to the original vintage toys, what they are doing very well, and this is where I wanted to compliment them, they're taking the original Playmates toys, they're keeping pretty much the essence of the design that they have. They're also adding those paint apps that I was talking about that sometimes were lacking with other figures. So I'm looking at, let's see, Sewer Surfer Mike who was one of the first variations of Michelangelo and all of the things that I always observed that were unpainted on the vintage figure. So there's an octopus on his foot, maybe a dolphin or shark on his shoulder and his elbow, some crabs crawling on him. It's really weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's so weird what they actually have hanging off of him, but those are painted, which on the original figure, they were not very much. And they also are giving a lot of these figures, both painted and unpainted accessories. So similar to what you would see in the original line, but they're also adding some comic and some cartoon elements into all of these figures. You don't really notice it unless you spot for it, but there's the Ray Filet figure who has a little bit more of a cartoon uh, or maybe even a comic head with the original figurehead. Um, so there's some of the elements in his costume that are closer to like the cartoon or the comic than the original figure. But I think they're using that to fill in the gaps like in Jurassic Park where, you know, they're trying to clone dinosaurs and they're using DNA of other things to fill in those gaps. So the Super 7 figures, I am looking at the Ultimates version of Genghis Frog for pre-order of $55. Yep. Now, this is their Ultimates line, and I see that he kind of looks you know, sort of like, like I've got the two pictures side by side here and I'm looking at it. And the only real difference is the original figure. And I'm specifically meaning the actual action figure. I'm not talking about the accessories or more paint apps or different colors, the actual action figure, the original one, his legs were in a sort of different pose than what the, the current picture is shown like that first picture with all the accessories on the yeah. super seven site. So that's kind of a little, yeah, whatever. Well, and yeah. And that, and that's know. just because they have more articulation and they're better posable. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's a very cool figure. I would say the open mouth, long tongue head is actually kind of scary. Oh Yeah. And if I had the spare cash, and I, I don't have the spare cash right now for something yeah, like this. No. But if I had the spare cash, I would still be unsure. I'd still be wavering about whether or not I'd want to buy this. Because even though it's very cool, at the end of the day, the reason why I still have a lot of my original Playmate stuff is that there's a certain charm to it. That even though the updates do a good job grabbing a lot of that stuff, I don't feel like they're doing too much more that it's like, oh, okay. All right. I mean, I have the originals. Yeah. And these are fine. Like the Space Cadet Raph, if you take a look at that one. Mm-hmm. I honestly, but 
this is not me criticizing that design that they did for that super seven did. I don't know who's sculpting these. I don't know if it's four horsemen or not, but it, it still does a lot of really cool stuff. It still hits a lot of the same things that the original figure did, but I still find yeah. the original figure more charming and I, I don't have any reason to update it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, oh God, I just saw the alternate head on Raph. So what I like and I don't like about Super 7's website here is that, and this was not meant to be turned into a Super 7 discussion, but it is. It's okay. It's fine. Whatever. Well, they have a connection to Funko, which will be a nice transition. Stop it. I, <sighs> thank you God. You stop it. Funko you pops you. Aren't, aren't, aren't as expensive as this. But then again, Funko Pops aren't as artic- articulated as this. So I'm looking at the second picture of Raph in space with the pizza, and it's just a normal head. And then I look at the package picture with the heads side by side to each other in the box. Like, obviously, the regular head is on the figure. And then the alternate head, which is basically a spacesuit helmet Raph, like, that could could essentially be some sort of stormtrooper that's not necessarily Raphael. I mean, like that alternate head looks like a stormtrooper helmet, not, you know, like, and I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not. Right. And, but, but like you're saying with the Genghis frog one, like it's that, that alternate head with the stuck out tongue, like it just doesn't, I don't know. It is what it is. And we're, we're not here. This is display case, not here to critique, um, Super 7 and their new Ultimates of TMNT. I will say I wish they actually did pictures of the Shredder with the uh, metallic head on, not the purple face mask head on, even though I know technically that's the accurate design of the original figure kind of thing, because I'd like to see what it looks like in the package with the metallic head on there, because that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think I only want this toy for the box. Well, the pa- not kidding. Just the packaging <laughs> is excellent. The packaging is fantastic, and um, yeah. you know, I I I can make a couple of guesses where their costs are and stuff like that. And why is it a fifty five dollar figure? And I'm guessing that you know, again, I'm going to point to Scott Knightlake, and he does a lot of really great videos talking about hitting uh, what's called the MOQ, the minimum order quantity. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that these are a much lower order quantity so that that's going to increase your price. Oh, yeah. And Most the, the packaging is very collector-friendly and it's very sleek and it's very nice. And I'm looking at the, the accessories and all the tooling. There's not a lot of shared parts between a lot of these figures. So if you look at... Obviously, Genghis Frog isn't sharing any parts with anybody else. Maybe no, neither is Shredder. No, I was gonna say maybe with the Triceraton, but no. There's very few shared parts between a lot of these figures. So that's gonna increase your costs. The paint apps yeah. are insane, so that's gonna increase your costs. Yeah. And these are TDA's Root Ninja Turtles Ultimates. These are for people like us. These are for people who grew up with the original cloth cape shredder from the Playmates line and things like that. These aren't for the seven-year-olds running through Walmart well, hoping to find... Yeah, yeah. of course they're not intended for younger kids. Do we both probably know or have met collectors who might get these and play with them with their kids? Very possibly. And 
Oh yeah, yeah sure. But I, what I'm saying is, is that the Super Seven Ultimates line at fifty five dollars a figure is just like what Mattel's Matty Collector subscription based stuff was a decade or so ago. You know, it's for us to buy. Now, whether or not we actually have children, I don't. But, you know, I know several people who have kids who like turtles or like He-Man or like whatever. And I'm sure that they would buy this for themselves to do videos and to do whatever on. And then I'm sure at some point they would let their kids play with it at some point or another. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and... I think this is a really great opportunity for anybody who really loved turtles to relive that whole era of their lives in an updated, more modern, more familiar way. If you're looking at the, the party wagon, I'm looking at the, the pictures of the party wagon. Don't call it. That. Yeah, that's, what that's what it's listed oh. as the turtle van, whatever. That's that may be what it's listed as, but that's not its real name. That's just its product name. Well, I'm looking at it right now, and it's obviously a yeah. very much updated toy. With the original toy was basically a plastic shell with some deco on it. It really wasn't anything special. But what they what Super yeah. Seven did is that they had to take cartoon comic references and say, "How would Playmates have interpreted this?" So something a bit more. But they're selling it for five hundred bucks on Big Bad Toy Store. I don't know what it was on the original Super Seven site. I think it was less than that. But five hundred dollars for this van? Like I just, there's no way. There's just no way. Even if I had no debt, no other obligations, and not a public school teacher salary, I I just don't even see how I could justify five hundred dollars for that. That's plane tickets and tickets to go to Disney for like three days. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Now, the only... Ooh. Dang. Well, that's not bad, I guess, for a vintage one. 89. Well, it's incomplete. 40 bucks or best offer. Uh, I'm on eBay, and I am looking... I actually typed in Super 7 TMNT Party Wagon, the only one I can come up with that was the Super 7 one is shipping not uh, somebody from Italy selling it for $751 US. So I can maybe kind of see where BBTS would kind of get the $500 price. Sort of, I guess. Well, I mean, it is a it is a vehicle. It is a more articulated vehicle than the first one. Oh, than the uh, first. No, I, 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 mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you were to rank some of the best vehicles ever created, just looking at the pictures of the Super Seven Turtle Van Party Wagon, whatever you want to call it, you're more than welcome to. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you were to talk about the top ten vehicles ever made, when this comes out, this is going to be on that list. Oh, absolutely. 100%. If you look at the, let's look at the, the, compared to the Nika turtle van. Wow. We're really going on some interesting tangents on this one. Yes. We've really gone past being a display case episode. Hey, why not? No, I, no. We're bossing out of the display case. But I'm, I'm looking at the Nika version, which is supposed to be a little smaller, but I think it's still just as high quality. 
unfortunately, again, something I could not justify the price on. And yeah, uh, two hundred fifty plus shipping. Oh, God, yes. But that to me, if you compare the Nika version to the Super Seven version, I would say between you and me. It's like you either preferred the turtle van you saw in the comics and the video game uh-huh. and the cartoon or the Playmates yeah. version. I will tell you, if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably go with the Nika version from the comics. Or no, excuse me, the cartoon. The cartoon. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about is because look, look let, let's face it. We were all four years old when Eastman and Laird debuted their comic in 1984. It took three years before it became a cartoon in 1987 from Fred Wolf and all those people and everything else. So it's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. To this day, I still have never read any of the original Eastman and Laird stuff. I may do so in the future. I've read all of the IDW books because the IDW Turtles comics are amazing. But where it exists for me, when I say Turtle Van, I mean the broken down piece of shit that Donatello got from Baxter's lab in the first or second or whatever that that Whatever first five-part five part miniseries, part yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's the turtle van. Once he tricked it out with, with gear and everything else, that's the turtle van. That's why this whole party wagon term thing, like, I just don't – I just can't abide by it. Well, but looking at it, it looks really, really cool. I mean, it's got a whole stereo in it. It's got seats. It's got – you know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, there's that, but there's also, um, okay. At a point, holy yes. cow. I just lost my train of thought. Da, 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 sorry. At a point, we'll write it down. Uh huh. Yep. 3145. Got it. What were we talking about? Sorry. I, I told, I, I'm so tired. Turtle van, party wagon, NECA versus super oh. seven. Okay. Okay. 
Ready? Yeah. Okay. I, I think a big thing for me between the two is you have the image in your head of what the turtle van should be. You have the image in your head of what you have the experience of what it was. And as far as what's going to look better on your shelf, that's actually what I really like about this. That's what I really like about the fact that we have so many companies coming out with these right now. For me though, I have the original playmates one. I have the Kalbunga Carl one from the 2007 movie. But beyond that, I, I, it, it just became unrealistic to try to get anything beyond that. And it, it's Ninja Turtles, it, the fact that now all the kids who grow up with it are now either A, designing the figures that everybody's buying, or B, they're buying these figures and trying to relive their childhood, like me, to an extent. <laughs> yeah. But... I never really got to watch the cartoon a lot. So I think it's very interesting that of the collectors I talked to, so there's some people who really only collect Super 7 because it's as close to the original Playmates figures as you can get. There are some people who only collect the movie figures, like my friend Mark, only collects the movie figures. And for me, I only in the last couple of years have gotten into the cartoon figures because it was sort of that nice little midpoint between everything because I felt they were the most iconic version of the Turtles. They were not stylized to the toys. They were not stylized to only a couple of the movies. They looked the closest in average to all the versions of the Turtles you could find. So that that's where I kind of left off. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Turtles is... No matter what part of the fandom you're a fan of, there's something there for everybody. And there's plenty of things that you don't have. Like, I personally don't care for the fact that Donatello, I think the original Donatello Playmates toy, is more brown than green. Like, even as a kid, I was hoping going into Building 19 or Benny's or whatever up in Massachusetts that I was going to get show accurate turtles. And that's the greatest thing about almost, you know, the 2020s here, we are now, you know, 40 and almost 50 years removed from various things from our past. And these toy companies like super seven, like NECA, NECA, especially NECA is just killing like every turtle thing I've seen from NECA even though I have zero interest in adding it to my collection, I've absolutely loved it all. Like they're they're um, didn't weren't they the ones that did the uh, the the they're coming out of their shells tours? Oh, set? those are so so cool. I've seen my friend Mark yeah. Adam Das yeah, has absolutely. them. What a cool yeah. set! Yeah. What a stupidly cool set! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You could not get a set like that. With ch- that's the thing. We are now in the future of toy making, and like you already said, between the designers and the sculptors and the people working on these, who may or may may have grown up with these things, who care about putting in the best, most uh, um, accurate, the best, most accurate. Yeah. Thank you. That's the you know the the most accurate representation of which like. That and this is a complete side note, and it's kind of trans transitioning to masters. But that William Stout collection, holy crap! Like 
those 87 William Stout figures they put out for the Masters yeah. movie? And I know, I know it wasn't NECA, obviously. It was Mattel. Though, uh, no, like, that was Super 7. Like, was it Super? Yeah. Really? The William Stout collection was Super 7? Yeah. Are you sure? Let me double check. I swear that was Mattel. Yeah. That, well, well, no. So Super 7. The, okay, so I'm looking at Big Bad Toy Store. They are sold out, but... Yeah, obviously. The William Stout collection from the movie came out under Super 7. Really? Yeah. That's just crazy. And Big Bad Twister doesn't even sponsor us, folks. Not yet. They should. Uh, Send us toys. We'll talk about them. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually really considered getting those because I love the Skeletor in that and and the He-Man. Oh, that, yes. Yeah. But my, I have another friend who got those for his collection. I don't know if he's cracked them open yet, but I don't need them because I can always go. <laughs> this sounds yeah. awful. I can go play with his He-Man. <laughs> you could have phrased that differently. You know that, right? You didn't have to phrase it that way. But yeah, no. Uh, I did not realize that was super... Like, I thought that was... Because I remember when those were announced that it was... I Okay. Uh, you know, we've been wrong about a lot of things in this episode, folks, and we have been all over the place, and I'm just going to jump right into Funko Pop, Masters of the Universe, Prince Adam. So I said in the last episode that last week was part one of two, and that's specifically for me, because last week I talked about the father, and now I'm going to talk about the son. And it's all about Prince Adam. And are you Prince getting into Adam, the Trinity? Or are we doing that here? Trinity. What? Like the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son. The, no, 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 no. The Father, the Son, the Holy Skeletor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Skeletor. Well done, sir. Well done. So swears Skeletor. I have to admire that. I, I can't the, believe the, I just the Father, the Son, and the, and the Holy Skeletor. Holy Skeletor. Wait, wait, would it be the Father, the Son, the Holy Skeletor, Orko? No. Damn it, I tried. No, no, no. Yes, no, the the Father, the Son, the Holy Skeletor. Holy shit, I can't believe I did that. So, Adam comes in the wave where it's uh, another version of He-Man that gets Sorceress in here. Tongue Lashor, who I actually do have somewhere behind me cyclone mosquitoor web store and in this wave of the funko pops for masters of the universe there's also a 10 inch skeletor jumbo size pop i do not really go for the jumbo pops i don't like like i don't need and the main reason is half the time the boxes are so big because they have to accommodate how big the figure is and depending on if the figure has something like Okay, you you take Super Shredder and you make him a Funko Pop, but you make him his actual size kind of thing and his, you know, shoulder blades stick out halfway out of the box. That doesn't work. So they have to make the jumbo boxes so much bigger than the normal boxes. But uh, but yeah, Prince Adam, Master Universe Funko Pop, you know, standard Funko Pop. He has got the uh, filmation look, silver sword, pink and white 
pink vest, white wife beater. God, that sounds wrong. Purple pants with the purple boots with the white cuff and a, uh, a purple loincloth. And yeah, he's very, very cool. I, I, I dig him. He's This is actually the first time that I've actually taken this figure out of the box. I have never taken him out of the box before. I just have only had him. So can I ask you so, a question that's going to sound critical of Pops but is not meant to be? Sure. Okay, so this is, again, not meant to be critical of Pops. It's going to sound that way. Uh-huh. Okay. Is there any reason with the way the box is designed and stuff like that? Is there ever any reason to take a, a pop out of the box? Yes. And the reason is to be able to do 360s on my spear. Okay. Because okay. you can't see the behind. Like. One of the primary themes of ToyCast is that we focus on times past. We are who we are today because of the nostalgic memories and experiences from our childhood. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the toys that make us so addicted to nostalgia. Times Past Collectibles in Chicago, Illinois is your primary go-to collectible store to reclaim the toys that drove those memories and experiences. Specializing in action figures from all of your favorite toy lines like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Silverhawks, Ghostbusters, TMNT, Mask, and more. Get your dose of nostalgia with a shop run by collectors for collectors. Whether you are looking for loose G.I. Joe, Ice Cream Soldier, a packaged Leonardo, recent Star Wars Black Series figures, or an AFA-graded Boba Fett, Times Past Collectibles is bringing you back to your childhood. Visit the shop at 1450 North Ashland Ave in Chicago, just two blocks south of Ashland and North Ave. Call the shop at 847-830-1031 or email timespasscollectibles1982 at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Times Past Collectibles because, folks, it's past time that you get your collectibles. So you were asking me before the ad break there, like... Why is there a reason to take pops out of the box? And I mentioned earlier that I take all of the jumbo pops out of the box. Now, the regular size pop, generally there wouldn't be, but like Prince Adam, I don't really need to see behind him. I know. Oh, crap. Well, we just had a crash and burn, folks. Prince Adam is not exactly, uh, his head is way too big for his his body, even for Funko standards. Because he just will not stand up. So, anyway, like, there isn't even, like, a a sword scabbard or anything on his back. There isn't even, like, a, a place, like, a little piece where the sword scabbard would go. So, there's nothing back there. So, I don't necessarily have had to have opened him. I opened him for a specific reason that I will talk about in a moment. But when it comes to other pops, depending on, like, how the design is done and whatever else, like I mentioned earlier... I take all of the 10-inch, the jumbo ones, and like I said, I'm only ever going to have two. I have the Unicron, which was a GameStop exclusive, and I have the jumbo-sized Soundwave from Funko Pop Transformers Retro Toys, which was also a GameStop exclusive. And yeah, I mean, really, it's just... Other than pictures and things, generally, I, I mean, unless people are out-of-box collectors, most Funko Pop people I know leave them in the box. But, you know... You take them out to take pictures, essentially. At least that's what I do with mine. But usually they immediately go right back in the box. 
So, yeah. Does that answer your question? Well, I mean, most times I see people who have uh, pops. Like, I I, Mm -hmm. I just got my hair cut at a barber shop, which was pretty fun Mm because I usually don't do stuff like that. Um, I like getting my hair cut in five minutes at, you know, some of the local joints around here. Um, Yeah. So I went to a barber and every single barber had two or three pops on their shelf. I was actually, which was kind of surprising to me, but none of them were out of the box. And I was like, oh, hey, I like your pops. Those are cool. Those are neat. Those are fun. But that wasn't, they weren't opening them up. They were all in the box. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, you can stack them up. You can store them. You can, you know, they they stay like that a lot longer. Well, and the other thing is, really, if you're in a barbershop and you're working up a frenzy, cutting off, let's say, like, if I go to a barbershop and I have two years of hair and beard and everything else and I look like a wolf man, you're not going to want to have your Funko Pops out of the box when you're cutting my hair, because what if my hair gets on your opened out-of-the-box Pops? So, but, yeah, I mean, it just depends. It depends on what kind of collector. It depends on what kind of display uh, the some of the Funko Pops come with displays in the back of the box. The the jumbo size Transformers ones came with that classic G one grid look. Yeah, it's just a little paper whatever insert kind of thing, like most toys do. And you know, I I took that out of the box to display them like that with with that kind of thing. And it just it just really depends on on what kind of collector you are. So, yeah, I like Prince Adam. He is cool, but he is much better in the box. <laughs> well, and well, I was going to say, I have one, two, three, three, three pops. Okay. They're all out of the box. Okay. <laughs> but they're also figures that in terms of their aesthetics outside of the box. I think they look better. I actually can't find one of them. I don't know where it is. It's an angry beaver. I'm not sure where it wound up to be honest with you. Oh Lord. Mistakes were made. And so I have a Goliath gargoyle, uh, regular version. And then I have the stone version and they're up on, I have this kind of miscellaneous shelf that's above my window. It's just a bunch of random stuff Mm -hmm. that just kind of is a mishmash and they look pretty cool. For me, for Pops, you know, I always was looking for the figures that looked better, that looked better as Pops, or looked okay as Pops. Like, I'd rather have a Gargoyle as a Pop, or an Angry Beaver, or a cartoon character as a Pop, than, I remember I once very briefly owned an Ash from Army of Darkness Pop, and I was just like, this doesn't, this doesn't jive with the, with what I have. So I'm more okay with them being cartoonish than anything else. But yeah, well, I mean, it just depends. It, again, it depends on the characters you want to collect that are Funko Pops because Funko has licenses in everything from movies to animation to video games to everything you can think of. I'm sure Funko has a I think the only thing that Funko does not have a license for currently, and I'm sure there are more than this, but the big one is Nintendo. If they ever get a license from Nintendo of America or Nintendo of Japan or Nintendo of whatever they have to get the license for, 
the entire world is going to go crazy over Nintendo, Mario, Princess, you know, Yoshi, Luigi, Bowser. Everybody's going to go crazy for Nintendo Pops if that ever were to happen. So, you know, Funko has, that's why they say, that's why their slogan is, you know, everyone is a fan of something or everyone can be a fan of, of anything or whatever the slogan is. I don't have it in front of me right off the top of my head. So anyway, Funko Pop, Masters of the Universe, Prince Adam. I dig him. I think he's cool. I think he looks better in the box. However, I will say that this year, uh, Funko put on their one of their annual events. It's uh, called Funko Fun Days. And... Uh, I am not, I will say this now, and I will say this on future episodes, I am not a fan of Freddy Funko in general. Freddy Funko is their mascot for the company, and I gotta remember and I gotta rewatch the Making Fun documentary to see why he is the mascot to find out all that info, but I don't know off the top of my head. Freddy Funko is fine if he's like social media Freddy, or if uh, I have, which I don't have that one, the only other Freddy I have, besides the one that comes in the Funko HQ Pop Town, is Officer Freddy from NYCC a couple of years ago. And he was an exclusive because I think that's super cool. I think that's great that they were able to do that kind of homage. However, normally they have Freddy dressing up as... Prince Adam or Darth Maul or, and it's basically taking those character aesthetics and putting them on a Freddy Funko. So fun days happened this year. And the only one they did black light box battle for the theme this year. And the only one I was really, really considering was the Freddy Funko as Prince Adam. This was limited to 4,000 pieces and it's the only other Freddy Funko besides the ones I've already mentioned, Freddy, uh, Officer Freddy, and, which I have, and Social Media Freddy. It's the only other one that I've absolutely really wanted to have of Freddy. And it's because it's, it's Freddy Funko as Prince Adam. But basically what they did was they took the Prince Adam body of the figure that I already have, took the Adam head off of it, put a Freddy Funko head on with his silver crown, and that's it. The only slight difference between these two figures is that Prince Adam's pants on Prince Adam are more purple, and Freddy's are more of a... So, you know the the classic vest, which is usually pink? Mm-hmm. It's like a slightly lighter shade of pink on the Freddy Funko than it is whereas Adam's pants are purple on the Adam figure. So that's really the only difference. And that's fine. Again, I was never actually going to take this out of the box. And I got this because a YouTube channel that I recently started watching over the last couple of months, uh, had pulled it. They, they had ordered a box of fun because that's what they call them. When you order them off of Funko's website, they call them the Box of Fun. So this YouTube channel ordered them, and, and you know, you never know what you're going to get. So they pulled the Freddy Funko as Prince Adam, and the guy said that he wasn't really his thing. And, you know, he's going to, you know, he goes on whatnot or whatever and does, does reselling because, you know, it's not, you know, whatever. It is what it is. 
So I met, I messaged him. His name is John. Uh, the channel you, is Slapshot. No, 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 no. This okay. is good. So he said he wasn't interested in the figure. And my first comment on his reveal video of the box of fun that he opened was, oh, my God, you pulled the Freddy Funko as Prince Adam. That's amazing. Wow. And the channel name is Slapshot Pops. A link will be in the show notes on the website, geekcastradio.com. So you can check out Slapshot Pops on YouTube if you want to do so. Please do so, because John and Joanna are awesome. They're they're super oh, fun. Oh, then hooray, and John. Yes, hooray, John. If you go on eBay and look up this figure, most people are trying to sell it for outrageous prices. John sold it to me for $45 shipped, which is basically cost plus shipping. I love deals like that. And again, Slapshot Pops on YouTube. There, because, and another reason why I love John and I love Joanna and I love the channel, they live and they are from Massachusetts. So, hello, I'm originally from Massachusetts. He's a big hockey guy. I'm a big hockey guy. Go Bruins. Screw the Blackhawks. Hey. Uh, so- <laughs> That's the only thing Chicago has pride in right now. Come on. What about the Bears? That's the only – no, Blackhawks. The only thing Chicago has pride in. I repeat myself. I did not change my opinion. <laughs> okay, so the whole point is Slapshot Pops, he's a hockey fan. They're a hockey family kind of thing. Their slogan for their channel is, don't stop shooting until you score. That's awesome. And I was surprised when he sent me this. I just assumed it was going to be bubble wrapped and whatever else. It was in a pop protector. It was bubble wrapped. It had all kinds of protection on it. It had a little receipt on it. But it has this. I'm going to try to make this noise here. Can you hear this? Yes. It sounds like you slapped something. Okay, well, yeah, I'm using the custom made. I don't know who makes it. I don't know if they make it or if they have somebody make it for them. It's essentially a soft hockey puck with their channel name on it with the Funko crown and their slogan, don't stop shooting till you score. So, you know, that's that's awesome. In the future, down the line, I am hoping to have John and Joanna on for a ToyCast Origins episode. Huge thanks to them. And like I said before, Funko Pop, Freddy Funko is Prince Adam rules. Prince Adam himself, the original figure based on the Filmation character, is amazing. Very, very cool. I think we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some ads and some other stuff. And we're going to come back after this. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. 
Hello, geeks and geekettes! Looking for a podcast that covers a vast array of topics? Then check out Altered Geek Unleashed, where we discuss our thoughts on this week's geeky news, tech, gaming, television shows, movies, cartoons, comics, and more. So, get altered, get geeky with the Altered Geeks, every Friday on the GeekCast Radio Network. Oh, hey, I caught something. Since 2009, we have been the premier cartoon podcast here at the GeekCast Radio Network. We are TuneCast. From taking you beyond the cartoons we grew up with to seasonal saucy tune talk, and now we get the origins of Toonsters everywhere as we ask guests... 30 questions about their cartoon-watching experiences, plus so much more. TuneCast is back. Join me, TF2 and Mike, and the rest of the GCRN crew as we give you all the Toon Talk you will ever need, only on the GCRN. And wherever you consume your podcasts, we are beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. We are all tunes all the time here on TuneCast. Yeah. So let's say you're looking for a podcast to your favorite 80s comic books, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, He-Man, etc. Where are you going to go to find us? Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. That's right, everybody. We're the Star Joes. We host a podcast called Star Joe's Podcast, where we talk about your favorite comic books, your favorite toys of all the 80s properties. Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Mask, Thundercats, Voltron, you name it, we cover it. If it's in the 80s, we will we'll cover it at some point. Yeah, so what you want to do to find us, you can go to iTunes, you can go to www.starjoes.com. And remember, the Force will be with you, because knowing us is half the battle. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The Geek Cast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series where we review noted director's movies film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geek. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or GeekCastRadio.com. Hey, it's Wes from Poppin' Off Toys. Wanted to let you know about PoppinOffToys.com. We can be your number one source for Funko collectible figures to add to your ever-growing collection. If you're in Nashville, Tennessee, we actually have a retail store that you can come by, 5916 Charlotte Pike. And for the rest of us, PoppinOffToys.com is always open, and you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And the name is just simply popping off toys thank you so much and always keep it popping say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back here on ToyCast. This display case kind of turned into a topic show, but that's okay. We hope everyone enjoyed the discussion from turtles to 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 transformers to to masters of the universe to genghis frogs and all that other good stuff anything you want to say before i close it out sir i just think that sometimes there are these individual figures that we'll talk about that i hope we have more opportunity to discuss that really open up larger discussions, both in the economics of collecting, but also why do some of these things actually really hit us in a certain way? Genghis Frog, I think, is an excellent example of a figure that really hits me at some of my deepest cores of what I liked about toys as a kid, but also like pop culture and what was interesting at that time. And I, mm-hmm. I think if you looked at the average of what I collected Genghis frog would be really well within that average of weird, creepy nineties, late eighties, you know, WTF kind of style of, of collecting. And to be perfectly honest, I I think that's why display cases are so fun is that we can dive deep into why do we care about these very random, very bizarre toys that we can't let go of. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are, and the name is still kind of in in production, but we are announcing a new segment for the show. Toy Photogs. I, I don't know. Whatever the hell we're going to call this thing. But you have a buddy of yours that does toy photography that, Literally, I thought it was a scene out of Pulp Fiction or so, like literally the, the, these things don't look like toys of these images that, that Josh sent me, folks. So why don't you tell us uh, your buddy's name and just briefly what his toy photography is all about? So my buddy, John O'Neill, we're going to get him on as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is a brilliant and very, very talented toy photographer with a focus in uh, horror aspects, horror genres, but also he, he's trying to get into some more lighthearted and whimsical toy photography, but some of his work looks so realistic, so accurate, so well shot, where for me, I take a picture of a toy and it's like, that's a picture of a toy. Congratulations. But when he takes it, there's more story in one shot that he takes 
that if I took 15 different shots, 20 different shots, 50 different shots to make up a larger story. So I could film pictures to make up a comic book to try to tell a story and you wouldn't be able to tell what it was, but he takes one shot of a figure and you have way more than that. So he's extremely creative, really intelligent. Uh, he's super funny. He's got a whole other background that I'll let him tell if he, if he makes it on the show and well, not mm-hmm. if, when he makes it on the show, <laughs> that sounded a little awkward. Yeah, very. But, yes. So, Ms. Mr. John O'Neill, you are welcome, whether you want to be with Josh on the show or not. <laughs> <laughs> we can just whole, excise the whole floor burger thing. We can just leave that that nasty burger on the floor. Like, we don't have to go after it. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think he doesn't necessarily know the, the whole floor burger thing yet or not. I, I have to see if he even wants to listen to some of the uh, older oh, wow. episodes. He may not need to. Okay, well. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, no. I mean, for, maybe he yeah, shouldn't. No, maybe for, he shouldn't. Maybe he shouldn't know that much about me. <laughs> oh boy! <sighs> All right, folks. That's going to do it for us here on Toycast. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. There are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can listen to us on any podcatching client you choose to use, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network, at TF Toycast for the show. I am at TFU and Mike. He is at Floorburger553. Again, thank you for remembering that. You're welcome. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out TF Toycast over there as well as joining the Toy World Order fans group. A lot of great people over there. Hopefully having a lot of them on the Origins in the future, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really put that call out yet, but I will. Next time, I don't know. John might be here. We might be talking about toy photogs and other stuff and whatever else, or... It might be a display case. It might be an Origins. I don't know. I do know that I am in the middle of potentially recording a new Origins soon. So there's that that is separate from John coming on. Oh. Yes. I I thought we were maybe just going to redo my Origins and I just make up brand new answers for each of the questions. Yeah, no, you had your chance. It's etched in audio stone. You're done. You're you're lucky you got your Waterworld episode. Hey, 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 hey! I just want to point out. I just want to point out. Do you know how many people want to watch Waterworld now because of that episode? Zero. Three. Yeah, yeah nobody wants to watch. No, no, no. Actually, one person. No, one person to listen to it is actually uh, one of our listeners said he he really appreciated that episode and he really wants to. Uh, watch the Ulysses cut, some other stuff that was related to that. And I was like, you know what? Hey, if I get one person to say, you know what? It's worth a shot to go back to. Yeah. That means I did something right. Yes, yes, yes. And next thing I know, everybody's going to be a Nickelback fan like me. Oh, wait, they're not. For now. 
now, I am TFG on Mike with... Josh the Waterworld Burger. Join us next time when we will be talking more toys here on ToyCast. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.